Hi everyone, this is Haley from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Javier Borges, a postdoc from the Institute for Bioengineering of Catalonia, whose primary research interests include the application of signal processing and pattern recognition techniques to chemical sensor data, and the development of bio-inspired flight algorithms for localization and mapping of chemical sources. We are joined by Chris Rand, product consultant from Aurora Scientific, who will answer some questions about some of the instrumentation used in Javier's lab. Let's jump in. Javier, we're going to start with a question for you. How sensitive are the parameters of the inverse filter to the plume characteristics? Well, the the filters that we have designed, they have been optimized for the type of plumes that we can artificially generate in the lab or in other indoor scenarios. We expect that the optimum cutoff frequency of the filter will change if the system is operated in a different type of plume, for example, like the plumes that we can find outdoors. Therefore, for the maximum performance of the algorithm, the system will need to be recalibrated under the conditions of the target scenario. Okay. And how computationally complex is the execution of the inverse filter? The filters that we have designed are uh, called the finite input response, the FIR technique, which allows for an efficient real-time execution, even with uh, low-cost computers like Arduino. Wonderful. Chris, this next question is actually for you. Is the mini-PID capable of measuring absolute concentration? Thanks. So more often than not, the mini-PID is used to measure the concentration of an odor relative to clean air. However, the PID can be calibrated to a specific odorant by pre-calibrated cylinders of your odor or by mixing pure odor with clean air using a mass flow controller. Alternatively, if your odorant is not readily available in the pure or calibrated cylinder, you can use an odorant with the same ionization potential as your odor of interest. Okay. And while we are specifically talking about the mini-PID, Javier, is the mini-PID required for the operation of the fast mock sensors? No. The mini-PID is only used during the calibration process in order to obtain the ground truth about the dynamics of the plume. Afterwards, the metal oxide sensors can be used alone with the help of an external pump that brings the air sample into the sensor chamber, uh, somehow replacing the internal pump of the mini-PID. Okay. Chris, we're going to go back to you for this question. Can the mini-PID differentiate between odorants and their concentrations? Or in other words, can you measure a mixture of different odors at the same time? So the mini-PID functions by ionizing inbound molecules and will do so for any odorant with an ionization potential less than 10.6 EV. So that would make it non-specific. The output of the sensor is therefore a measure of total ionizables present and it will not measure individual odor concentrations within a plume. However, Javier may be able to shed some light on how mock sensors could change this. Yes, of course. With the help of metal oxide sensors, we can build around the mini-PID electronic nodes or a sensor array in which the relative signal between the different metal oxide sensors can be used to uh, provide some selectivity towards uh, certain analytes or gases. And this has been proved to work in mixtures of around five to six uh, different compounds. So yeah, with the help of these sensors, we can provide some selectivity to the mini-PID. Okay, great. What is the filling time of the sensing chamber that hosts the mock sensors, Javier? Okay, here it's uh, very important that the sensing chamber is uh, very small, 
so that the filling time does not affect the dynamics of the sensors. According to our computational fluid dynamic simulations, the time required to fill the chamber, which has a volume of 1.3 milliliters, is around 75 milliseconds. This has been calculated using the uh, typical flow rate of the mini PID pump, which is around 1.1 liter per minute. So yeah, yeah, in this way, we ensure that the chamber does not introduce any low pass effect into the measurements. Okay. And you mentioned using multiple mock sensors in your experiments, but are multiple sensors required for the operation of the system? So for the most basic operation of the system, uh, it's not necessary that we have multiple mock sensors. The system can work with a single sensor. Several sensors are needed when we are trying to do a blind deconvolution approach or when we are trying to discriminate between different compounds, as uh, I previously mentioned in the previous point. Okay. Um, Chris, is it possible to string multiple PID units together in the field? This is a common question when doing environmental monitoring or plume tracking, where the need for multiple points of measurement are, are needed. In short, yes, this is possible. The mini PID is an analog out device, so the ability to string multiple units mainly relies on the data acquisition system that you're employing in the trials uh, and the distance needed between sensors. So you can string the PID outputs into an A to D converter to feed the signals into your software and monitor all the sensors at once. Okay. And actually, while we have you, Chris, how do you calibrate your device or how would you actually recommend doing it? Sure. Uh, at our shop, so we use uh, calibrated tanks of propylene. The reason for this is it ionizes well. It's readily available and is relatively inexpensive. And the tanks we have come in 1,000, 100, 10, and 1 ppm. And we combine these with a tank of zero clean air to generate additional concentrations to calibrate the device. Um, the PID will saturate around 500 uh, ppm. So to get the top data point, we generally run a mixture of uh, 1,000 ppm and clean air, both in equal parts. To calibrate, we would deliver these varying concentrations of propylene and record the voltage output of the PID to generate a calibration profile at all three pump speeds, which is low, medium, and high, uh, and ensure it is a linear throughout the range, uh, which is then provided with every unit that we, uh, we send out. Calibration in the lab or the field itself may differ from this. Javi, how would you calibrate your unit in the lab? So we typically generate some mixtures using liquid analytes like ethanol or acetone that uh, we are interested when doing uh, robot experiments. And then with the help of some artificial airstream, we deliver this vapor to the mini PID and we run a, a regression line using a certain concentration range, which typically goes from zero to 100 or 200 parts per million. Perfect. And in the interest of time, we're going to make this next question our last one. Javier, which models of mock sensors are compatible with this system and which ones do you use? So the system uh, has been designed for the TGS uh, sensor from Figaro manufacturer with a four pin housing, but the system can easily adapt it to host uh, other sensors with different form factor but with a similar size, but uh, it can be adapted uh, with some minor modification. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.